Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Naked Pastor. This is the show that's all about you, your questions questions about God, faith, religion, and the Bible. It's a live show, so you are welcome to call in or just type your question. And uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, as well as on Podbean, where you are at. The show is brought to you by hashtag audiovisual the audiovisual company in south africa uh, for quotes you can contact peter and i'll give you the details as we go along in the show tonight we're going to talk about rejection and before we just dive into it uh, i've got good news i've got a co-host again leon Lavaskagni, pastor leon Lavaskagni, and he's all the way from rustenburg uh, sitting in studio with me tonight which is kind of great Leon, how are you? Marvelous, thanks. Volko, pleasure to be here. So awesome to enjoy this time with you guys down here um, in the midst of the situation, but God is good. All right, Leon, so we're going to talk about rejection. How does rejection come? Where does rejection come from? How does it manifest? How can people see that? Good evening, George. Good to see you all, buddy, on our show. Um, uh, it's a shout out to George over there. So we want to just talk about how would one know if he suffers from rejection or how does this thing look? You know, it's, it's kind of, you get people that they are so daft, they don't know that they're daft. All right. You get people that are so slow, they don't know that they are slow. It's like in some alcoholics, boo. they don't even know they're alcoholics, but they are alcoholics. And the same with rejection. Some people suffer so badly with rejection, they don't even know that they suffer with rejection. They've just become so used to, so accustomed, so uh, familiar with the feelings of rejection and what rejection, you know, and how rejection manifests in their life, that they are totally, totally unaware of the fact that they suffer with rejection. So we're going to talk about how does rejection look like a little bit and how does it manifest itself? Leon, don't you tell us your experiences regarding rejection? How does it look? Where's it come from? You know, go oh, for it. Oh, my soul. Okay, you've got the right guy in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think what happens is uh, we've got so many experiences while we grow up and even before we are born, some uh, doctors tell us that even ladies who reject their children while they are still carrying them in their wounds cause those children to experience a certain kind of rejection when they grow up without them even knowing it. Um, and it manif I, I suppose the way that it manifests is in the way that we act, the way that we talk, the way that we experience certain things. That's how you see it. And um, so if you look in the mirror, uh, you might just see your face. But if you look at your reactions uh, in certain situations, you will find there might be rejection. And you didn't even know it, as uh, Volko just said. Sometimes it's, it's the way you react to people. Um, when, when they say something to you and you snap and you think, what? where is this coming from? And uh, it might be just because of some type of rejection somewhere in your life. I must be honest, in my own life, 
I've experienced it a couple of times. It's funny how society just decides what are the rules. Some decide how fat or how thin you should be. Some decide should you have red hair or blonde hair or should you have a size 13 foot or a size 6 foot. And according to that, you get rejected or um, what do you call it? They laugh at you, they uh, mock you, they tease you, um, and they don't realize they are causing a certain uh, a, a certain rejection in your in your spirit and in your soul. All right, so somebody that gets you can get rejected. What you're saying is is prenatally, basically, or you can get uh, rejected later on in life. You can get rejected by fa- friends, family, parents, siblings. And all of that. What is the type of behavior that somebody would start show when they are actually suffering from rejection? What's the type of thing they'll start doing? Um, well, it depends on everybody's temperament. Um, we, we, we find that um, people react differently to certain things. So people who are rejected, most of the time, it will be a, a, either they will snap it's almost like the fight or flight type of thing. All so right. one guy might fight back and uh, and tell the guys, "Listen, yeah, you don't talk like that to me." Um, who's who's a bit more bold, but they snap. And then on the on the other side of the spectrum is people who, who kind of they they disappear into the corner, and you just find they just kind of melt away, and nobody knows they're there. And one day somebody just says, "But where's this guy?" And he's, he's just disappeared. So it, it it manifests itself in different ways. All right. So sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never harm me. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, that's, that's what it a comes lie. So just to remind you quickly, this is a live show. Please feel free to type in your questions or to call in. You're more than welcome. We'd like to hear your questions on rejection tonight. This show, The Naked Pastor, is sponsored by hashtag audiovisual Peter the Toy. You can phone him on 011-475-1509, cell phone 082-806-9285, website wshtav.co.za, or email him at peterhtav.coza. All right, so sticks and stones might break my bones, but words can never harm me or hurt me. How's that go, bro? No, 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 no. That's That's such a lie, because... You can look at people if if you treat them and you speak to them in a bad way uh, you might see them cower away or react and funny enough to the same person if you give him uh, words of upliftment and you don't reject him from your side and you speak nicely to that person you see them smile all all of a sudden so how can i say it's not sticks and stones aren't going to break my bones yeah so leon does rejection hurt? For sure. Okay, what does it hurt? For does, sure. it, does it hurt For your? Sure. Does it hurt your? What? What does it hurt? I mean, it it, it kind of takes away your um, boldness. So if if you get rejected enough, you just stop trying. You just uh, stand back and you you don't even try anymore because you just feel that the rejection causes hurt on the inside. Um, Actually, uh, in, in, in my own situation, I found that it causes me to, in, to be in a place where I'd rather try and do something myself. So one of the, the ways it, it does manifest, so even if, 
the way that you feel it causes you to manifest sometimes in a way that I'll do it myself. And then you start doing everything yourself. Yeah. So what you're saying is that people can reject you. This is what you're saying. You know, mm -hmm. so parents can reject you. And that rejection can be prenatal. It can be uh, after that. It can be by acts. It can be by looks, by words, by disapproval. Yeah. But what about self-rejection? Is there something like that? Um, that's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let me put it, it this way. They, it is there. No, let me put it, it this way. Is there. If you've got a problem with who you are, you don't like your voice, you don't like your, your look, you don't like the way your ears are bent or your small little toe turning the other way around or the crooked toenails that you have, um, you know, we all find some fault with ourselves, whether we like our voices or not. Maybe we feel we're too tall, too short, too fat, too round. My neck is too long. My voice is too deep. My voice is too scrawny. We'll find any way not to accept. So now I'm standing in the mirror and I look at that and I'll always find the fault to that. And Leon Apley said earlier on, it's a, it's easy our society or people that believe they are the opinion leaders in society, cosmopolitan, yep. uh, men's health, whoever, state what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. Do you fit the box? Yep. Interesting thing, in the Roman time, a obese woman was was the standard of attractive. Yeah. All right, because I don't know if you guys know that they had vomitoriums in the Roman time. So what you had to do, what the vomitorium was for is to go and vomit. So people would sit down and you'd see them lie and eat. You got those pictures of the whole, they would eat until they couldn't take it anymore. It's like gluttony. Oh. And they would go to the vomitorium and they would actually vomit out to go back and eat more. And that's like the practice that are there. Yet these people that just became obese and these obese women were seen as super, super attractive, something to aspire to. Even in some of our cultures today, we have got people that believe that... If you're uh, skinny, if you're, you're poor. If you're skinny, you're poor. And if you're skinny, you're not a good woman because you can't make food. You don't even yeah. eat your own food type of thing. You know? So they're looking for a more... Don't uh, trust a skinny cook. <laughs> yeah, they never trust a skinny cook type of thing. And it's dangerous grounds to go on because here's the thing. So easily, obesity causes rejection. Mm. Self-rejection, why? Because we're measuring to the standard. And yeah. that is a deep wound. But what does it hurt? What part of you does it hurt? Well, it, it hurts your inner being. Remember that you are created in a way that God uh, created you with a spirit and a soul and a body. And these three uh, parts of you are intertwined in such a way that the one affects the other. So the moment you hear that rejection through your ears, it goes into your soul and there's a reaction to it. You can, you, you can, and, and then your body reacts to it. Um, you, you even see people when they feel it in the innermost being, it causes them to start crying. And what do you see? You see tears or you see them um, pulling back or you see them, um, becoming angry or you see them uh, uh, doing something. Um, and, and let's be honest, lots, lots, lots of uh, suicide cases mm. are because of rejection, yeah. self-rejection, because they, they don't know how to internalize the feeling that they are feeling because it makes them feel vulnerable, it makes them feel, uh, sorry for the pun, it makes them feel naked because mm. it feels like, like they've been... Um, uh, emotionally exposed, uh, exposed. Yeah. And, and and that really hurts on the inside. Okay, so 
rejection is a real thing. Okay, so I can know that I suffer from rejection when I have other uh, uh, shyness, not all shyness, but I'm overly shy, overly, overly sensitive, um, withdraw, uh, feel inferior. Um, have, but rejection, let's go to 2, Tim 2 Timothy 1.7. What does that say about rejection? Listen to this. Listen to this. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Or timidness. Huh? Yeah. Or timid. So fear, there's a, there's a connection there because you fear the approval of man. You fear the rejection of man. So uh, if that, that the rejection can be a spirit that clings to you. Hmm. Okay? So, but now that I've got it, maybe I've got this wound in my heart. I know you... I, just give me a thumbs up, at least somebody, if you know what I'm talking about. You know, you've got this wound in your heart that you're not good enough, that you don't accept yourself. There's something that you don't like about yourself. What do I do now? Am I stuck? Now I'm stuck. I, 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 I'm stuck with ejection. Nobody likes me. You know, I'm going to eat some worms. How's that song? Remember that song? Everybody mm. hates me. I'm going to eat some worms, worms, big, fat, juicy one, small and skinny one. I'm going to eat some worms. Okay. So what do I do if I'm stuck with rejection? I now identify, you know what? When I walk into a group and somebody rolls their eyes at me, I immediately withdraw because I feel rejected. Or I do something, I draw a painting and somebody says it well they don't approve it and immediately i uh, feel wow i'm not good enough i'm rejected thank you for those smileys thank you so i'm not alone in this boat praise the lord we've all <laughs> gone through this a bit hey a bit of rejection leon what do i do i'm stuck i'm stuck with rejection am, am i lost well, no 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 forever broken the, the the wonderful thing is if i can recognize it then i can do something about it so in the first place, I have to recognize that my approval doesn't have to come from people who has to give me approval to feel accepted. Mm, mm, mm. So I need to, to, to look at myself through God's eyes, the one who created me, so that I can see myself in His image, in the way no, that stop He there, created stop there, me. Stop. No, 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 bro. I, I, I mean, Am I going to force? No, bro. <laughs> who says God accepts me? Who says God accepts? Who says God likes me? Who, who says God's yay? Yeah, is welcome. Who says that? <laughs> the word says that God hasn't given us. What did you just read? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't, didn't give, give us, us a spirit of fear, mm. but He gave us a, a, a spirit of power. love and power and, and a sound, sound mind. mind. Yep, yep. So, does that sound like? That's rejection from God's side. When you look at the whole word of God, mm -hmm. you will never see that God rejects. God is always drawing towards. And even the word says, even while we were yet sinners, he already gave his life uh, uh, for people. So that's not rejection, my man. Okay, so even even if I sin, God don't reject me? Nope. Okay, so, so, so in the core of me, am I not rejected? No, no. My mom rejected me. She didn't like me. She wanted to abort me. My dad, you know, he just abandoned my mom when, she, when he found out I'm pregnant. Uh, it's like, you raised that little thing all by yourself. Am I not rejected? I hear what you are saying. The mm. fact is that's human rejection. It's not godly rejection. Okay. So 
How can I know that God loves me? How can I know that God accepts me? What, what does he do? What does he, you know, well, okay, so he died for me on a cross. But, you know, it's like really, and we, the, the reason why I'm going down this path mm -hmm. is just the world is so over-evangelized. You know, everybody has heard John 3, 16. Everybody's like, you know, Jesus died for you. So that you, yay, Jesus, Jesus, good guy. You know, I'm going to heaven. You know, it's like, sorry about the rest of you guys. But but it's so downplayed and watered out. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but the, the, the gospel doesn't stop with just Christ dying for us. The fact of the matter is, he rose again. Then he came back and he said, guys, go preach the gospel. And then the Bible tells us that he went up to heaven. And now it says that he's interceding for us. In heavenly places so while i'm sitting here right now and while i'm feeling rejection right now he left his spirit to come and live within my heart and while that's happening he's interceding in heavenly places for me so if if you look at it it's not just a one time okay he died for me one day there in the past it's something that's actively happening in my life and the only the only way that i can know that is that it is true is by reacting on what he's done for me. Yeah, I like it. I like it. See, here's the thing. I'm, I'm also aiming at it. I know you guys enjoy this. It's lacquer, man. So <laughs> this is what I'm aiming at, is that who of you would reject your child? There's not one single one of person that I know that's half got a half sound mind. Okay, half sound mind that will reject their own child. So are we so great suddenly that, you know, we can do this. We can master the idea of not rejecting our children when we've got half a sound mind and we're half functional. How much more God who made us in his image. If he rejects you and I, he rejects his own image. Now, that's not perfection talking. I mean, that is just such illogical thinking. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I can actually just, just, just dabble into this a little bit, a little bit. Okay, just a little bit. I know I'm going to upset you. I love this. Okay. Not accepting your sexuality. Rejecting your gender. Wow, how many genders are there now? It's like something like 700, I don't know. 99,000, I don't know, it's like a million genders out there suddenly, you know, when archaeologists discover new species or uh, fossils, they only find them male, female, but be that as it may. What do we do with that? What do we do with the thing that, no, God made a mistake, I relate as a woman, or I relate as an ex-trans, or trans-trans. What is that more than self-rejection? Leon is looking at me funny, okay? He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> a trans-trans, yes, because I relate as a trans-trans. I used to be trans, but I relate back to a trans, so I'm a trans-trans. <laughs> so to make it easy, I'm straight. <laughs> minus, minus. I'm a previously trans. I don't know. These guys get all confused. They make me, I'm like, do you even know what you're talking about? Okay, so if I reject, God won't reject you because that is his image. He placed his image 
in you. So when you look at your child and you see your eyes or your little fingers or your little curly little ears, what do you think about that child? You love that about them. You don't yep. reject that. Yes, yes. So are we suddenly greater than God? Are we suddenly in this, on, the, on this plateau where I can be good to my child, but God, the heavenly father, he's going to reject me. What do you make of that? What's funny is it's it's like people revel in uh, being hurt. They revel in, in in being rejected sometimes. It's like they wallow in it. It's, I just enjoy being rejected. And then everybody can uh, feel sorry for me. That's the guy that doesn't know he's rejected. He is so rejected, he doesn't even know he's rejected. Like, Lord, take away my problems, but leave my pigs. You know, yeah, yeah. He's, he, he enjoys the attention of being rejected. Yeah. I come sit here with us. Don't stand there. Are you okay? What's going on? Mm -hmm. He is so rejected that he doesn't know that he's re rejected. Mm -hmm. And his behavior causes more rejection, which causes actually a fear of man, mm -hmm. which causes pride. So I've been rejected. Rejection has got a place in my heart. Now I become scared of people, so I get into a place of pride. So I don't need people, and because I don't need people, I do it all myself. I act in a certain way, and then people say, "Well, uh, that guy just thinks too much of himself, and you know, they reject mm. you more." So what do I do? How do we get free from this? Well, we we already say said I have to identify and tell my and and make sure and and and, and that I'm experiencing rejection. Um, uh, one of the main things that goes with rejection or the healing of rejection is forgiveness. I have to either forgive myself or I have to for forgive a person uh, whom has rejected me. Because if I don't get past that, I'm going to be stuck in... Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie about the guy being stuck in a loop. Stuck in a loop, stuck. It just comes. Groundhog Day type of thing. Yeah, you know, Groundhog Day kind of a thing. It just comes around to the same thing over and over and over. First <laughs> and if we don't forgive people, you know what? The word actually says that if we do not forgive someone, mm. that we will be given over to the tormentors. Eh? To the tormentors. Who said that? Jesus himself. About whom? People who don't forgive. And who's going to throw them in this jail? Uh, <laughs> his father. His father. His father. So he actually says that if we don't forgive. But Leon, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do I have to forgive myself for being ugly? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> of course you don't. Have, you have to accept who God made you. You have to accept. And this is where it becomes objective and subjective. Yep. You see, if 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 my acceptance of me is objective, I approve of who I am, how I look, my bolt, my eyes, my voice, my intellect, my personality, all of that. If I, now I am accepted in my own eyes, I, that becomes subjective, objective, it's from my point of view. And we can't view it like that. We have to view it from a subjective place where we underneath the creator. Yeah. God, listen to this. Listen to this carefully. Fearfully and wonderfully 
wove you together. He knitted you together. He formed you in your mother's womb. He designed you the way you are, the way you look, your voice, your gifts, your talents. He created all of that. And he, within that, he placed a purpose. He placed a destiny. He placed a calling. Okay, so he's, and he's aligned that with your gifting. He's, God is not confused. Just want to get this, you know, people don't understand it. They think God's confused. God is not confused. He's not going to give you the ability to sing, all right, and then tell you, listen, I want you to dig holes for a living and never, ever sing in your life. He wants you to sing. If, if you've got natural rhythm, I just want to share this with you. I've been training to play guitar for three years. Do you know how many songs I can play? Not one. I can't even play Happy Birthday. I just get it right. Why? It's not in my gifting. It's just not in my gifting. God's not confused. Do you think he wants me to play guitar? No, I want to, but it's not his plan. There's never going to be anointing on that. All right? So God's not confused. If he created you with the ability to memorize info and remember detail, he wants you to do something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, does it make sense? Yeah. So if God has fearfully and wonderfully woven you together, you and I do not have the authority or the right to reject any part of who we are or allow the feeling of rejection to enter my heart if somebody else doesn't approve of the way I look hmm. or the way I walk or the way I sound or the gaps between my teeth. You know, I'm not allowed to accept that because I cannot be sub-objected from that person's point of view. I have to be subject to my maker. Hmm. All right. So, and in that God, God says, I adopt you. Listen no. to what Romans 8.15 says. It's by the spirit of adoption that we cry out, Abba, Father. Hmm. God adopts you for who you are. You see, back in those days, they at the bar mitzvah, that's 12, 13 years old. You've raised your son. Anybody that's had kids, they know when they get about 12, 13, they really work on your nerves. And you have actually learned to know, get to know their character and the flaws in their character and the good things. And then they have a ceremony where they actually, in front of these people, say, I adopt you. I know who you are. You are my son. Come here. I love you. I accept you with your flaws. God does that to us. He comes at the cross. He comes at Jesus' baptism. This is my beloved son. He, he announces it. He pronounces it. Everybody hears. God is adopting him because he never had a bar mitzvah. That's where God adopts him. He says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And you have to understand the Jewish culture to understand the, the significance of those words spoken. Because every Jew boy and girl would, at the pubert, start of puberty, would go through the ceremony where their parent would say these things. This is my beloved child. Jesus never had that. He never heard that. Joseph had passed on. So when he's 30 years old, maybe some of us have walked with this rejection for far too long. This affirmation 
that you are his beloved child. Does it make sense? Oh, that's true. Um, it's, it's funny when you find out who you are, um, how that kind of transforms the way you see things. Um, <laughs> I must say when, when, when I know it's, it's stuff using words like when I got saved sometimes to some people, but the fact of the matter is when I got to know the Lord, I started seeing myself the way that he saw me and that changed my whole perspective in terms of how I view the world, in terms of how I take my decisions. Sometimes the enemy comes and he kind of fishes for the old stuff and, um, and then I have to remind myself, but the word says I'm no longer a slave to fear i Amen. am a child yeah. of god that's it that's i'm it. not a slave to fear i'm a yeah. child of god that's what and um i think what's what's necessary is also to realize that if we can find where the place was that that lie was planted um that we can ask the lord to show us that place and show us his truth so that we can get to a place of being healed because this is a funny thing god delivers and he heals it's not yeah. no it's not just one thing no he he, he he makes me loose he loosens me from the that lie and then he starts healing me as well yeah and it's it's good being taken out of prison but sometimes these 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 um pain that's been associated with that that needs to be healed as well and that's what the lord can do that's very, very important. So it doesn't come from myself, but the part that's mine is I have to speak to speak to God and I have to forgive myself. Those are the things I have to do. But the big thing is God's the one who does the healing. He's yeah. the one who sets me free. And obviously, so we're talking about being set free from rejection. Yeah. Okay, so then I have to forgive other people. You said that. Yeah. Okay. Why do I have to forgive other people? Why? Must I wait until they apologize? What about people that are dead? How do I forgive them, you know? No, you don't What's have happening to wait here? for that. No, you don't have to wait for that. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness um, happens when you set them. Actually, the funny thing is you set them free, but you're setting yourself free. Yeah. I don't know how to explain that, yeah. but that's the funny thing about forgiveness. The moment I say, Lord, I pray that you'll forgive Jan for him telling me, that I'm too skinny. Mm, mm, um, God sets him free. And the fact of the matter is, oh, I, I know this is airy-fairy in the sky for some people, but there's a spiritual realm. And when you speak those words, the enemy hears that as well. God hears that as well. And that contract gets cancelled. Can I say it in? Yeah, it's like you see, but it's not airy fair because we. Are, yeah. I'm asking you what part gets hurt. Yeah, it's definitely not your mind that is hurt. No, it's no, definitely no. not your body that. It's your inner being yeah. that's hurt. So it, when that is hurt, and you start speaking in the spiritual realm, uh, then if if the if the pain if speaking the spiritual realm is airy fairy, then your pain is also airy fairy because it's mm. in the same plateau. It's in the same realm. Okay, so we've, so what is forgiveness, Leon? Is, is it a feeling? Um, how does, 
I said, so, many, so many people's like, yeah, but you know, I don't, I don't, I don't feel. Oh, don't f- <laughs> no, no. That's a funny thing. Unforgiveness makes you feel horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way they say it. I like the way they say it. It's like drinking poison and hoping the other guy dies. Yeah. So you hope he dies, and but you're feeling bad. Yeah. But the f- weird thing is, the moment you speak it with your mouth, even if your heart oh, doesn't feel like it, um, afterwards you find out, hey, but it feels like I'm lighter. It feels like something's off my shoulders. I'm, I, I can feel um, something has changed. Mm-hmm. And um, let me tell you our experience, I think, between me and Vilko and um, some, uh, some of the people we know. We've seen and um, experienced more than one time when people start forgiving other people, they get healed, literally, their bodies get healed sometimes because sometimes it causes our even our bodies to be um, sick. And that just because of rejection, because of a person rejecting you. See, I think you know, I've got this thing what I call the fraud. The, the rotten banana syndrome. You know, I don't know if, if you've got a, ever had a over severely, severely overripe banana. It's gone black. I mean, and it's lying there in the bottom of your fridge. It's normally on those little shelves in the fridge, and you want to take that thing out. That gushy, rotten banana comes on your hands, and I mean, that's just for me. I think we me, get the picture. It's pretty <laughs> gross. You know, you're like, oh, and then I always wash my hands. You know, and people can suffer so severely mm. of rejection that they become like those rotten men. You cannot handle them. You yep. can't speak to them. You can't even give them a compliment. I've, one day I gave somebody a compliment um, and they said, oh, well, hasn't it been like that before? And I was making a, a statement on their mm. dress. You know, you look nice and smart today. Well, what are you saying? The other days I didn't look nice and smart. He's like, Hey, I'm never going to compliment you in my life again. You are—I can't handle you because it's—it's—it's—it's that rejection that hurt is so mm. on the surface. So, and normally they wait for people to apologize. Is it? Yes. Yes. Another definition of forgiveness is giving up your right to be right. Sure. You follow that? You want to say that? Giving up your right to be right. Somewhere along the line, you were right and somebody was wrong and they hurt you. And now you're holding on, but I was right and they were wrong. Mm. And yes, you were right, but you carry on with that road, you're going to be dead right. you know, Because you're just going one way up a highway and the truck is coming down the other way and it's going to smash you. No. You can be dead right. You can be absolutely right, but you're so dead right. So when I do for, for, for forgiveness, I don't have to wait for an apology. The person has to... Nope. Leon, give us an example how it sounds when we forgive somebody. Let's say Bob, everybody is no Bob on here. Bob, if you're listening, we're not talking about you. Okay. <laughs> if they, Bob stole money from you, okay, and he put you in a pretty predicament and you had to take a loan and mortgage your house and the whole story to get out of this story, and now you need to forgive Bob. How does that sound? Well, it's very technical. You have to use the perfect words. If you don't use the perfect <laughs> words, <laughs> that's that's the amazing thing, guys. There's no specific 
a, a formula on how to formulate, how to forgive someone. You plainly say, Lord, um, I forgive Bob for doing this thing to me. You don't have to add all the details. Um, uh, with respect, God's not stupid. Yeah. God doesn't need all the details. He knows what's happened. And you know what? He just can't wait for you to, to say uh, uh, that you want to forgive Bob. And you forgive Bob. You say, Bob, I forgive you. And you don't even have to say it to Bob's face because the one who, the, 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 the sin that's held against us and the sin we hold against somebody, sometimes they don't even know it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a funny thing about yes, it. And a lot of people, they go the wrong attitudes. They're going to, I'm going to go speak to Bob now. Bob, I just want to let you know, you know, from where I stand on my heart pedestal, I just, I want to just inform you that I have now decided to forgive you. You know, and you, you need to be, you need to be thankful, you know, just because I, that's not the right attitude. Yeah. The, the right attitude is an attitude of, but for the grace of God, because I stand guilty of my sin mm. towards him. And he has forgiven me. My sin killed him. The sin against me never killed me. So when I choose to forgive, I can do it in the privacy of my own home, eh, on my own bed, in the lounge over a cup yep. of coffee and be in my mind. And it is, here's the thing, once I've determined, it is the decision. It is not a feeling. Well, but it doesn't feel like it. Don't worry about the feeling. It is a decision to forgive. The same as salvation is not an emotion. It's a choice. It's a choice to believe that Jesus died on a cross and for you to accept him. You might experience emotion after or during this process. But it's not an emotion. It is a decision to say, I forgive Bob. Maybe you can't do it just like that. And you say, Father, please help me to forgive Bob. You know, whatever, just forgive Bob. Because once you forgive Bob, you open the jail door for yourself to come out. Yeah. All right. So I just want to, Leon, um, just for our listeners. I just want you to, Leon's going to pray a prayer now on forgiveness. He's going to lead you in a prayer of forgiveness. Um, so where you are, where you're listening, if you need to forgive somebody, if you're listening to the podcast and you're not on a live show tonight, um, God's everywhere. All right. That's past, present and future. And his yeah, is there is everywhere. The Holy Spirit wants so to help you and yep. he wants to set you free. So, I want you just for one second, maybe you can just recall the worst thing that the worst person in the world has done to you that's hurt you so badly and you know that you know that you've never forgiven that person. And I want you to get that in your mind while Leon prays for you. And then you pray with him. Thank you, Leon. Thank you, Leon. Father God, it's so awesome when I read your word and I see that Jesus was rejected and the one who was rejected became the cornerstone for our salvation. So the rejection was from people, but God, the, 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 the fact of the matter is the one who was rejected was the one whom you used to save the world. And I pray for each and every one who might feel that they've been rejected by the world or by people 
or by circumstances or by social media setting this false image. And I want to pray that they will see themselves firstly in the light of God. And together with that, I want to pray for everybody who might have been wronged by somebody else whom they want whom they need to forgive so that they can set themselves free, so that they can see themselves in your light. I pray that you will help them right now to recall the time, that you will help them to recall the person. And I pray, Father, that they will set them free, that they will say, Lord, I forgive this person. I forgive Bob, or I forgive Jan, or I forgive Sonny, or I forgive Ernest, or whomever that may be, Father, to be able to do it through your spirit and not by their own strength. But Lord, you give them the ability to remember and to let that thing go right now. And I want you to earnestly pray in your heart right now to say that person's name and say, Lord, I set them free. I forgive them in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, thank you for perfect liberty. Thank you for perfect peace that comes on their hearts and their minds and settles them so that they will know they are not rejected, but they are accepted by the one who was once rejected by man, but that brought salvation to this whole world. And may they know that for a fact in their hearts right now. In Jesus' name, amen. This is the naked pastor, and this is the naked truth. The spirit of rejection is broken over you in Jesus' name, and you are accepted by the spirit of adoption, whether you like it or not. You belong to a loving family, and God is your father, whether you like it or not. And you can love yourself because God loves you whether you like it or not. This is The Naked Pastor. This show is brought to you by Hashtag Audio. God bless. Good night. Enjoy.